Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? Hey, we're going to have a wonderful day of worship. I'm going to start out with one of my favorite worship songs. It's called 1,000 Reasons. Join me in worshiping the Lord this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh, oh my soul, and worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship his holy name. The sun comes up. There's a new day dawning, time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Come on now, here we go. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, and worship His holy name. If you're rich in love and slow to anger, your name is great. And your heart is kind. All of your goodness keeps me singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Come on now, stand up with me now. Here we go. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, and worship His My strength is failing, the end draws near, and my time to come. Still I will sing praises unending. Isn't that the truth now? Ten thousand years forevermore. Come on now, here we go. Bless the Bless the Lord. 
Worship His holy name this morning. This morning is going to be a wonderful morning of worship. We're going to do another great song, another one here for you. Uh, if you, if you. At home, you want to sing with me, sing along. This is called Jesus Messiah. sin who know no sin but might become of his righteousness he humbled himself he carried the cross oh love is amazing his love is amazing Jesus Messiah, come on now, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, rescue for sinners, and ransom Jesus Messiah is Lord of all. His body the bread, his blood the wine, broken and poured out all for love. The whole world trembled, the veil was torn. Love was amazing. Oh, his love is amazing. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed. Emmanuel, 
some for heaven Jesus Messiah Lord of all Jesus Messiah Praise the Lord, saints. Good to see you again this Sunday. This is the Sunday before Monday Memorial Day, and we recognize and honor those men and women that have given their lives so that we could be free. You know, there's a price for freedom, and they paid the ultimate cost. Uh, I was doing some research, and we have lost 1.1 million people uh, in wars over the years, and uh, it's a wonderful thing, it's a marvelous thing that people would actually pay the price for our freedom. I show in the back there at Arlington National Cemetery, there's 400,000 400, graves of men and women that have died for our country. So we honor you, uh, we thank uh, you and the families that have given their fathers, their sons, their brothers, their sisters, their mothers for the cause so that we could be free in America. Our thanks goes out to you. We thank you very much, those families. So my son's going to come and give us some present day announcements. So come on up. Good morning, church. It's so good to see you. Uh, I was just driving up today, and I was just thinking what a beautiful Sunday it is and what a pleasure it is to be able to worship the Lord this morning. Uh, hey, we just have a few announcements. Uh, we have, obviously, uh, prayer on Tuesday night at 7 and Bible study on at... Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. This week, there's no prayer and Bible study uh, just for one week. Uh, and then the following week, we'll restart up again. So when you do join the following week, just make sure you join at 6.50, uh, so that way Pastor Charlie can help you uh, uh, get into the service. That would be really helpful. Uh, then also we have uh, this Thursday night is the Choices Spring event. Uh, you should have gotten that link to register. It was only $10, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. Actually, I'm doing the raffle and the auction, uh, if you guys are interested in joining that. Uh, it's going to be really great. Uh, and then also we have uh, an announcement about uh, summer camp. Summer camp is the in-person camp is officially canceled uh, for this year due to uh, just health and financial reasons. But we, they are, the district is, or actually Foursquare is going to be hosting, it's actually going to be a national. It's going to include, you know, all the different districts throughout our denomination and then also LPU it's going to be, I think, virtual and interactive online. Um, so we're waiting for an announcement for that. That will be coming in the following week. So hopefully next Sunday I can announce to you exactly what we're going to be doing. Then also, if you just want to give your tithes and offerings online, we mention it every week, you can go to newheart4you.com. 
You can click Give Online, and that's where you can give your tithes and your offerings. Uh, you can also click Media if you just want to hear the audio of the sermon, or you can check back and look at the, uh, this broadcast on Facebook because it's going to be saved to our Facebook page. Uh, just remember, Margaret's going to be teaching today uh, the elementary and the toddlers on self-control. Uh, she's actually going to be broadcasting live from the elementary room, so hopefully all the kids will get a chance to see their room and, and get excited about that. And then Sully, obviously, is going to be on Instagram um, teaching about can he count on you uh, to put the Word of God into action. So I'm really excited about this topic. Please have your youth and your young adults tune in at 11.30, and your kids and your toddlers turn, tune in at 11.30 to hear Margaret as well. And if you... Um, you can also mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, uh, 91722 if you're not able or, um, uh, you know, if, if you don't want to give online. So anyway, thanks. Have a great week, and um, I'll see you again uh, next Sunday. The song before the sermon is a, one of my favorite worship songs, perfect for this weekend where we, we memorialize those that have given for us, and, and in the Lord's name, let me do this song for you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my Grace my fears relieved a precious deed that grace appeared the hour I first believed my chains are gone I'll set free my God Chains are gone. Ah.
Forbear to shine, but God who called me here below will be forever mine. Will be forever mine. You are. Forever mine. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. You know, the modern uh, songwriters wanted to take that word wretched out, wretched out. But in God's eyes, we were, but he saved us. Thank God for that. Glory to God. I want to men- mention again that uh, we are having prayer this uh, Tuesday, but the Bible study is going to be Um, taking a rest for one week, and then we're going to pick up with Colossians the week after that. Praise God. Well, the title of today's message is, I love the Lord because, and then you fill in the blank. You fill in the blank on why you love the Lord. Well, we know that we love him because he first loved us. He picked us up out of a miry clay. He set us on dry ground. He loved us with an everlasting love. When we were no good, God came and he saved us and he delivered us. He rescued us from our mess. So we love him because of that. But after that, why do we love him? Do we love him just because of the things that he does for us? Or do we love him just for who he is? Well, I'd like to say, you know, some people say this. They say, Well, I just love the Lord for who he is. Well, it's hard to separate who he is and what he does. I mean, if the Lord is good, we know that he's good to us. If the Lord is merciful, we know he is merciful to us. If he is a provider, he provides for us. And if he is love, he loves us. So we know that God... So love the world that he gave. He did something. Whoever, whatever he is, that's what he does. You know, when I first got married, I thought that uh, Marianne loved me so much that it would just be a joy for her to be in the same room with me. We didn't need to go out and do all kinds of things. We, We could just have fellowship with each other together. But I found out that wasn't so. Because I loved her, she wanted me to keep loving her, keep doing things that we were doing while we were dating. So just this Friday, 
Uh, she said, I know we can't go out to eat, but let's go for a little drive somewhere. So it was up to me to figure out, okay, now where are we going to drive? What are we going to see? What's new that we haven't seen before? So we came by the church, checked out some things. Then we drove up Barranca and went into the Glendora Hills and found some beautiful, marvelous homes that were up there, real expansive, beautiful uh, uh, landscaping with the brick and the grass, and in the back there was a tennis, tennis court. It was beautiful. There were beautiful homes up there, mansions. And I told my wife, you know, we're, we have a mansion prepared for us in heaven. As long as we keep doing the work of the Lord, we're going to have a beautiful mansion in heaven. Praise God. So uh, Pastor Chuck so loved his wife that he took her out on a Friday night drive. Praise the Lord. So let's look in Psalms 116. We're going to find out what the psalmist, it wasn't David, but another psalmist said why he loves the Lord. Let's look at it here. In the Amplified Version, it reads, I love the Lord because he, heard, he hears and continues to hear my prayer. He hears my voice and my supplications, my pleas, my cries, my specific needs that I give up to him. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. The cords and sorrows of death encompass me, and the terrors of Sheho came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord, and he saved me. So the psalmist says, I love the Lord because he answers my prayer. When I first got saved and I saw that, I went, yeah, that's wonderful. Some people say, well, if the Lord didn't do anything more for me, I would be happy. Well, I don't think that's possible because the Lord just can't keep his hands tied to his side. He wants to love. He wants to care. He wants to share. And so as we call upon him, he will continue to share his love with us. Amen. So we have to remember all the ways that God has worked out things for us. We have to remember all the doors that he's opened, all the mountains that he has removed, all the enemies that he has silenced, all the sicknesses he has healed. The Lord answered my prayer. And that's the reason why I love the Lord. One of the reasons why I love the Lord, when I couldn't handle it myself, when it was more than I could endure, when life was getting the best of me, I got down on my knees and I cried out to the Lord and I said, Lord, save me. And he answered my cry. You know, the Bible says he hears the cry of his people. Isn't that good to know that he hears when we call out to him? He is a prayer answering God. Isn't that good news? Now, I don't want you to think that all my prayers get answered right away because some of them, they get answered right away. Some of them take a while. Some of them take a little while. And some of them I'm still waiting on. But you know what? I know that God says that through faith and patience, we will inherit the promises. It also says that that uh, we should not cast away our confidence, which has a great reward, that after you have done the will of God, you shall receive the promise. So that's our promise. So I don't know why the Lord just doesn't give us everything we want right away. It seems like, uh, you know, he should. We're his children. But God wants us to meditate. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to ask and keep on asking, seek, keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. He wants us to continually be before him, and then he comes and does 
some great things in our life. Now, I want to share with you three prayers that don't get mentioned too many times, and, and, and just, just look at them. There, there are the wrong prayers. First, wrong prayers. You know, there's times when you prayed wrong, but God answered right. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know sometimes we, we kneel down and pray what absolutely was not what we intended or what we needed, but God was so good, we prayed a wrong prayer, but he gave us a correct and right answer. For instance, sometimes you prayed for a mate that you thought, oh, this is, this is the mate for me. This is my soulmate. But after a while, you found out, mm, I'm glad I didn't marry that person. Or you might have applied for a job, and you were praying to the Lord, Lord, I need this. This is my dream job. This is a job that will advance my career. And you find out, oh, that would have taken me in the wrong direction. Or maybe you saw a house that, Lord, this is the house that I've always wanted. But you know what? You didn't know what's behind that house. There might be repairs or things. So we pray sometimes uh, incorrectly, but God gives us the right answer. He gives us the right mate. He gives us the right job. And he gives us the right house. Amen? Isn't that good? God, God, God's not locked into our prayer, but he knows how to turn it for our good. The second thing is, there are some prayers that all you need, all you can say is help. I mean, you've messed things up so bad, you've complicated them, they're, they're so uh, confusing that you don't know what to pray for. All you can say is, Lord, help. Help me, Lord. And, and I prayed that prayer this week. I had some situations that I said, Lord, I, I don't know how to pray. All I, knew, all I know is this is what I need, and I'm asking you, help, help me. And you know what? The Lord came through. Praise God. I'm so glad to hear that. And then here's another prayer type that we, haven't, we don't talk too much about. It's called silent prayers. It's called prayers that you didn't even pray, but God answered what was in your heart. The Bible says he gives exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. So there's some things that we don't even ask. We don't seek him. We don't look for him. We don't uh, try to find him. But God just shows up. And I had that happen to me this week as well. You know, we had a situation with the sprinklers. Uh, they went out a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed the, brown, the grass was getting a little brown, so I went and I reset them. I reset the timer, and what I didn't realize is there's another setting also that had to be uh, turned on, and so we went a second week with the grass not being watered, and so it got pretty brown, and I said to myself, oh, Lord, uh, what am I going to do? So I looked up on the internet, famous internet, and they said, well, just keep watering. It'll take three or four weeks uh, for it to grow back, but it said the best thing that you could do is wait for the rain to come and water the grass. And I'm looking, I said, it hasn't rained in a month. There's no rain in sight. There is no way that it's going to rain. But I woke up on a Monday morning, and I looked outside my window, and I said, look, it's raining. I felt like a little boy at Christmas time. Oh, my Lord, you gave me a beautiful gift. You opened up the windows of heaven and poured me out a blessing. Hallelujah. So now the grass is getting green. It's, it's, it's recovering. It's starting to look really good because the Lord answered. He answered my prayer that I didn't even pray. Amen? Now, you've got to be in good relationship with the Lord when the, for these things, these help prayers and these prayers that you're just thinking in your mind because if he's near you and close to you, he knows your heart, he knows what you need, you found favor with him, and so you can just kind of think it and he'll, it'll come to pass. You can kind of just cry out and he'll be there. Praise the Lord. Okay, the next reason why the psalmist said he loves the Lord, first reason was 
what? That he prayed and he answered. The second reason was that he accepted me with patience. Can you say patient? He was patient with us. The Bible says that he is long-suffering, long-suffering with us. How long did it take for us to get saved? How long has it taken us for get our, to get our lives right? But here it says in verse 5 and 6, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. Say simple. We're all simple. I was brought low and he saved me. Now, the word simple means, it's a polite way of saying you're intellectually challenged. It means that you have a certain lack of inadequacy in coping with everything and everything, everything and anything that is complex. But it also implies someone whose character is seemingly unable to use good judgment, discretion, or common sense. Just plain simple. Let me bring it to you in our vernacular, in our way. Uh, let, let's bring it down to our level. The Lord was patient with me when I was stuck on stupid, when I was doing the dumb thing, the wrong thing, the disobedient thing. God was patient with me. He preserved me. He waited for me to get my life right so that I could actually accept him and have him come and dwell in me. Now, other people might have given up on me. Other people might have washed their hands, but God didn't do that. He was long-suffering, as he is with you. He's long-suffering. Amen? Now, I know some of you look pretty good out there. You know, you're, you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and you, 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 but I'm here to tell you, you, you haven't always been doing the right thing. You haven't always been obedient. You haven't always been at church. You, sometimes you were, were rebellious, doing your own thing, but God never took his hand off of you. He was there for you. He was waiting for you. He was preserving us. Praise God. Can anyone say amen? So the Lord, he, he makes our wrong prayers right. He preserves us in our dumbness. And the third thing he does, the Lord always protects us. Let's look at this. It says, the Lord has delivered me out of Sheol. And Sheol means hell. Now, I don't mean just the hell that we go to or some people go to after they die, but I'm talking about the hell that we have here on earth, the life that we have to live in all the, the difficulties and the entanglements that we have here. We, we, go, we go through some things. Sometimes we wonder, are we ever going to get out of it? Is the Lord going to bring us through? And we have to know that God will bring us through. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he brings us through, and there's not a trace of, of uh, you know, defilement on us. God says, I will preserve you. I will, I will sanctify you. I will, I will bless you. You know, I had a friend that, uh, from our other church. He was the head usher uh, at the church, and he told me he was raised and brought up in Harlem. And I said, really? You were raised in Harlem? I, I can't even tell that that's on you. I can't even tell that's part of who you are. He said, yeah, the Lord has cleansed me. And so the Lord has cleansed us all. He brought us out of a miry clay. He brought us out of situations that we had no business being in. Isn't that good news? So with these three reasons expressed here, God takes our wrong prayers and makes them right. God uh, preserves us while we are simple. He protects us when we're doing the wrong thing. 
He said, what shall I do? What shall I render to God for all of his benefits? As it says in verse 12 through 14. What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows now in the presence of his people. So we see three things that he said he was going to do. He said, first of thing, he's going to lift up the cup of salvation. He's going to give and receive what God has for him, the salvation, the blessing, the life that he wants to give, in us, give to us from him. Now, Andre, Andre, Andre Crouch sang this song when he was here with us. He said, how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? The voice of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and all that I ever will be, I owe it all to thee. So the Lord says, I've given you uh, a cup of salvation. I've given you something that you, all I want you to do is give me your heart. What does God want from us for all these benefits? Just give him his heart. Give him our heart. Give, give him our, our soul. Give him our will. Give him our obedience to his commandments. All he wants us to do is open up his heart and let him come in so that he can be a great um, uh, message to us. Now, now, also in the NIV, it says, I will lift up the cup of salvation. That means that we're supposed to tell others. We're not supposed to hold it to ourselves. If we're uh, on the job and they don't know that we serve the Lord, that he's delivered us, if they, if they know our favorite football team, if they know uh, where we went to high school, but they don't know that the Lord has delivered you, something's wrong. We're supposed to be lifting up the name of Jesus. Now, some people come to me and they ask, Pastor Chuck, will you can I put you down as a reference for a job that I'm going to be applying for? And I said, sure, of course. And they say, well, are you going to give me a good recommendation? Are you going to say good things about me? I said, yeah, I can lie a little bit. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. I said, no, I, of course I'll say good things about you. And they said, well, the reason why we ask you, because sometimes we put down people for references and they don't say good things. They just, you know, talk about the service, but they don't get deep into how, uh, how good a worker I was. Well, that's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, can I give you as a reference, can I send some people by your way so that you can say all the good things that I've done for, for you? That's lifting up the cup of salvation. That's lifting up the wonderful gift of salvation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, the second thing you can do for the Lord is to call upon him again. He said, uh, because the psalmist said, because you were good to me, because I called upon you, I'm going to call upon you again. What you did for me yesterday, I'm going to say you'll do for me again today. And the good thing is that God never gets tired of doing good things for us. He never runs out of power, never runs out of goodness, never runs out of love for us. It's easy for him to move mountains. It's easy for him to make provision come. It's easy for him to bring healing. That's the way the Lord is. He, he never gets tired of doing good. You know, we had at our other church, we had bake sales. We had times when we needed people to bake. And so we were in a meeting one time and we said, well, let's ask so-and-so to bake, cake, bake a cake. She, she makes cake so beautifully. And one person said, well, we don't want to keep bothering her and keep asking her to make cake because we always ask her. And the pastor said, 
you know, she loves to bake cakes. It's no problem. It's no bother to her. She loved to make cake. So we asked her if she would make a cake, and sure enough, she was happy and pleased to do it. The Lord is pleased to be able to answer your call, answer when you call upon him. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Amen. So the last thing that the Lord, uh, that the psalmist said the Lord uh, has done that causes him to do something for him. He says, I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of my people. He said, I'll pay my vows. Now, what vow is that? Now, we know vow is a promise. And a lot of times we know how our life went. We would get in situations and we'd say, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never, ever, ever, ever do that again. Or you'll say, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you all the days of my life. I'll be so obedient. I'll do whatever you will. And, you know, that is true. And I made that prayer many times. And uh, the Lord always came through. I, don't know, I didn't always come through with my uh, part of the bargain. But I am serving him. I did finally serve him for all the days of my life. And it's been 38 years, and I've never looked back. So praise God for that. I did keep my promise. He kept his promise. And, but it says, I make my vow, and if you read down, a sacrifice of thanksgiving in the presence of his people. In other words, he says, I'm going to offer up praise unto you. I'm going to praise you for who you are and what you've done in my life. I'm going to let others know that, I, that, the, that the good things that you've given to me, I appreciate appreciate it. And I give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. People should see you lifting up your hands and worshiping the Lord. And they must wonder, what is he worshiping God for? What is she worshiping God for? He must have done something in their lives. And so uh, those are the three things that the psalmist said he was going to do. He said he was going to lift up the cup of salvation. He was going to continually to call upon the name of the Lord. And he was going to uh, fulfill his vow in the sanctuary. So I want to ask you, are you doing these three things? Are you allowing the Lord, the glory, do his name? Are you allowing him to come into your heart and to make residence there and to be Lord of your life and to guide you all the days of your life? I want to pray with you right now that you would recommit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I've kind of been missing it in these areas. I haven't been witnessing the way I should. I haven't been uh, talking good about you. I haven't been calling upon you. I've been trying to do things in my own strength, in my own way, and I haven't been praising you enough. Come on, we need to praise the Lord more. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you that as we come before you, those that hear my voice, that Lord, that they are desiring to rededicate and step up their measure of faith, to believe and trust in you, that you would do all things good for our, in our behalf. And then also I want to pray with some of you that maybe have not accepted the Lord yet. Maybe you, you hear my voice and you say, boy, those are some good benefits. Those are some wonderful promises that the Lord has given to us. But I haven't accepted him. I haven't let him come into my heart and be Lord of my life. If that's you and you want to dedicate yourself to the Lord, uh, allow him to come into your heart. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. So I ask you, ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, guide me all the days of my life, 
And I give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer or you want to pray that prayer with me, please comment in the comments section that you have uh, said that prayer. And if you need to contact me or anyone uh, at the church, there's the phone number that's on our website uh, or even my own cell phone. Call us. Let us reassure you of your, of your um, salvation, of your commitment to serve the Lord all the days of your life. So God bless you. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Have a barbecue or whatever you do, but play it safe. Amen. What a wonderful message that was today. Um, we're going to close today with a, a, a worship song that's a lot of fun. And it's just about being alive and being alive in Jesus. And, and so let's do the song alive. Have a wonderful Memorial Day, and we'll see you next week. Till your kingdoms come, come out now, cause you.